Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 167, The Macra Terror. My name is John, and every time we record a podcast with the most cheery and delightful workers of all time, I have to throw it over to my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hello. Hello. It's so joyous to be working on this podcast with yes. you today. Yes, everything <laughs> is fantastic it in, the, is. in the world. Uh, we have some songs we're going to sing about it. It's going to be a great time. But, uh, but and I, I swear there are no crabs making me say this. <laughs> Crab people. Crabs. Crab people. That's all I could think of the entire time was the South Park episode with the crab people. Oh, gotcha. Very yes. funny. Um, yes. How are you, sir? Um, I am. I'm. I'm good but at the same time i'm really kind of exhausted because i'm just trying to push through this last week of work before kind of getting into the you know tech industry kind of takes the last two weeks of the of the year off right uh with christmas and all that and i'm i'm so ready to be there because i am so not focused <laughs> on anything else right now I um bet, i bet but but life's good life's going well can't complain kids are almost done wife's almost done so christmas is nearly here i think i've got one more thing waiting to arrive nice yeah fantastic yep 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 how about you um i am doing well uh this is the third week of us having henson uh i was i was hoping he would be a um a studio pup today but um he he was sleeping and I woke him up to move him here. And then he was like, no, I'm up now. And I went, well, that's not going to work for me. So, um, he is in his place right now. He has a bone that is, uh, filled with frozen peanut butter. Uh, so, oh my. so hopefully he, uh, will not mind that I'm gone for <laughs> the next hour or so. Um, I'm also recording, uh, for the first time from the Pincroft loft as we are nice. calling it. The uh, the recording studio we have built in our second bedroom. Um, I'm recording on a new microphone, a new mixer, a new everything. So if it sounds a little different, that's why. I hope it sounds very similar to the setup we had before. Um, very very excited about this. We're gonna start. Well, I'll have I'll plug my the services we're gonna do a little later when we, okay. when we launch the site. But there's. There's a little spoiler for some people there. We're launching a website where we were, if you were in the L.A. area or if you're not in the L.A. area and you're in the area for some reason, you can book time with us. And I'm also going to start um, editing podcasts for a uh, nominal fee. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. More, more power to you. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I also watched uh, two seasons of Hell Year. <laughs> Yes, I, I was hoping you were going to mention it, but I thought I would mention it if you didn't. Ladies and gentlemen, I am happy to say that that my good friend and, and best friend and podcast host has finally given in to me harassing him. It and was, has, yes, I, ha, I, I was going to say it's so weird because I don't know what prompted me to watch it. I think I was just it was the day after we recorded our last episode. Mm-hmm. And I think I just went. Uh, all right, let's do this. 
So I just started watching it and I went, all right. Um, I was in, I think for a moment one, I was like, all right, I'm good. Nice. Um, nice. and then I, wa- I proceeded to watch, did I watch both seasons in five days? You watched both seasons. I thought, I think you watched both seasons in three days. That actually sounds more accurate. Like you chugged yourself some high strangeness. Yeah, I was I was in it to win it. Uh, you were. And it, it was great. It's super well done. Um, you know, we should. Right fu- shot beautifully. It looks it looks so nice. The score is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a really great job with both seasons. I um, are any of them Doctor Who fans? Um, I'm. Honestly, not 100% sure, but I could very easily find out. I mean, you should find out, see if uh, <laughs> you want to come on and chat, do an interview. Yeah. I, I will not turn that down. I will I, I will gladly pitch that. I think that would be a lot uh, of fun. Um, that would be a lot of fun. Um, and, and now let me say, let me say this. Um, one, the soundtrack is available. Uh, it's eight bucks. It's on Bandcamp. Um, I, without a moments hesitation on my note i'm buying that and i have listened to it it's on spotify if you're on spotify it is on spotify Um, and now that december 13th has come and gone if you don't have amazon prime it is free to watch on youtube uh you can also go to hellier.tv and uh either watch it there or actually literally download the episodes yeah uh i would as someone who you know uh didn't watch it and then watch the first episode and finish the 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 two seasons in three days uh, i highly recommend it it's really cool if you're into just high strangeness yeah or i mean weirdness yeah weirdness anything it's uh it's great it's a lot yeah. of fun and and i i mean i'm not most people but i like very much in short order completely rewatched the second season and i'm also the type to uh, download the episodes and actually convert the MP4 files to MP3 so I can just listen to them sometimes because sometimes just listening to something and not having the visuals, I will pick up other things. Well, that's funny because that is uh, one of the methods they use in uh, yeah <laughs> in Hellier, which is yeah. also great. Like when they were doing that, and I don't want to make this a Hellier podcast yet, uh, but when they were doing that, I, I was like, you know what? I'd lo- I would love to try that. Yeah. But I don't, the, uh, the, the, where the frequent, the radio frequencies are just going at a very mm-hmm. high speed. Yeah. Um, with the, the, uh, the Estes method. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I think that would be interesting to try, but I don't know if I could handle it. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, why not? Oh, I would love to try it. And my brother has actually let slip to me one of the things I am getting for Christmas. And um, I will soon be the owner of an SB7 spirit box. Oh, yes. Nice. So I will be an eyebrow and a set of drummer's headphones away from just being able to do that. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, I'll bring it down to galley. Oh, very cool. We'll, we'll go into the depths of... Uh... Of uh, the Marriott there. See if we can find some spirits. Why not? <laughs> it's a hotel. It's a liminal space. Yeah. But uh, hell, your guys, for sure, go check it out. I was Definitely. got on the train late. Um, I'm I'm very, just very, very impressed by it. And I think a lot. I've actually, I've rec- I recommended it to um, uh, B from Bam Pow TV. And uh, I know what you podcasted last summer. And also Mary. They're both. 
uh, into high strangeness and and stuff nice. of that nature. So I don't know if they've watched it yet. I don't know if I will if I will bug them too much to watch it. But they <laughs> they were like, oh, the first season's on YouTube for free. I went, yep. Yeah, and now you so, can tell them the second season's up there too. Yeah, I will. I will definitely uh, definitely poke that bear a little more. I think. All right, good deal. Good deal. But. That's that Hellier is not what we are here for. It is it is just a symptom and it is not it is, it is not <laughs> it is not the subject of our podcast today. But before we get to the Macra Terra 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 Firma Doctor. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh the I'm Macra- recording with Terry. Yes, apparently. The Macra Terra, we got a slew of who news. Boy, oh boy, do we ever, and I didn't think that they could cram more people onto this guest list, but we have got even more people coming to Gallifrey One in a mere 57 days and 15 hours. Yes. Um, and, and most notably among them, I think it was you who tweeted at all of us, um, Tossin Cole, Ryan Sinclair himself. Yeah. This Holy is, crap. This is very... Like, this is their 30th anniversary. Right. They have gone all out for the 31st year. Um, This is absolutely nuts. We have a person, not only do we have Tossin Cole, who is a current uh, companion on Uh the show. The show is Uh going to be airing while he is at the convention. I know. It's very, very cool. I am ever, ever so heartbroken that I am leaving when I'm leaving on Sunday. Ugh, we got to. God. Man, what what can we do to make it so you can stay? I, not, not anything, unfortunately. All right, Unfortunately, yeah. Um, And uh, in addition, uh, Anjali Mahindra uh, will be there. She's actually, she's been on the Sarah Jane Adventures. um, And uh, she actually, they weren't able to announce it when they announced these guests, um, but she actually is going to be a guest star in season 12. Oh, great. That's cool. So we've got two season 12 people who are going to be there. Um, Oh my gosh. Jeffrey Beavers. who's played the master for big finish. That's great. Um, And uh, Rianne Starbuck, who uh, was fourth doctor companion, Sharon Davies in big finish audios. Oh yeah. Great. So we've got that. And, and they even go and say more guests and updates coming soon. More guests, more. I don't don't know how they're going to do it, but. I don't know how they're going to do it either, but we already kind of mentioned it. And she, Angeli, Angeli, I have to, I'm going to stumble over that one. You'll stumble, stumble over Anarchy later. I will stumble, stumble over Angeli. Uh, she, she will be guest starring in season 12. Um, we have news and a link to that. Uh, Laura Fraser uh, will also be uh, guest starring in season 12, I believe. And I haven't watched Better Call Saul, but she's, she's been on that show. Oh, so Cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, so there's the first two stories down. Um, there is an immersive adventure. Uh, this isn't VR. This is literally a place where you go and you have an immersive adventure called Time Fracture uh, coming to London in late 2020. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and so this is um, completely developed by BBC Studios. 
And um, it promises to put you at the heart of the story, plunged into a journey across space and time. Well, it is Doctor Who. There is going to be space and time uh, featuring amazingly realized worlds. The universe as we know it is at stake, as it always is. An audience will discover a great challenge lies ahead, and that is time to be a hero, step up, and save the planet. Cool. I wonder what these Gallifreyan uh, tokens or coins look like. Yeah, I don't know. I saw that tokens are available online. Oh, look, ImmersiveDoctorWho.com. Let's take a quick look and see if it will let us see what these... If audio starts playing, I apologize, everyone. It I, There is no picture. Well... Oh well, it's a pre-sale token. It's redeemable for a ticket, so it's you're basically buying a coin that gets you a ticket that gets you into the adventure. Interesting. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You ready for a little bit more season twelve news? Absolutely. Can you handle it? Because they they are dropping the stuff fast and furious. Oh yeah. Uh, lately, holy moly! Um, so I think it is no surprise uh, unless you have been in a cave for the past uh, few months um, that the Cybermen are coming back yeah. in season 12. Now I know everybody is talking about Spyfall and getting ready for the, the first two parter uh, of the season. Um, but uh, the AV club again, link in the show notes um, has a whole interview uh, with the Chibs and uh, it, it's really good. It's nice to kind of, kind of hear the man himself talk about um, just kind of what their game plan was going into the new season. Um, But one of the things that they are um, talking about is the Cybermen uh, coming back. Now we've already, we knew the Jadoon were coming. In fact, they did a little thing down at Victoria station in London Um and I am trying to see where in this interview, because it is, like I said, it's a long it's interview. It's a very, very, Good. yeah. Um, but, well, I'm not going to find it now. Anyway, um, he's talking about these Cybermen being a little darker, a little more relentless in their uh, uh, approach to things. You know, we're not, not just getting this kind of um, dry, kind of slow-walking Cybermen uh, like I feel like we've had earlier in new who so I'm, I'm not quite sure what this tweak to them is going to be yeah that's um they are relentless and ferocious yeah um we have some incredibly scary new monsters as well in the uk the phrase behind the sofa is always applied to doctor who and i think mm-hmm. we're going to be wanting people to move their sofas away from the wall because there are a few monsters in this season that i think are going to have parents more than children obviously running behind the sofa well then i think it's also probably a safe bet you should probably vacuum behind the sofa before the beginning of the season because man it gets nasty back there. oh yeah absolutely speaking from experience <laughs> yes oh man well i saw news that we are actually getting more uh target novelizations uh coming next year it's going to come in july and then it reminded me oh wait a second uh, friends of the show, Anna and Peter, when they were over in the UK, they bought me a couple of Target novels. Oh, and I great. Completely forgot yeah. So I was like, hey, I need to get those from you. It's, uh, you know what? Just bring them to Galley. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm very excited by what we are getting. So seven new titles coming in summer. Um, so we are getting the, uh, a Target edition of The Pirate Planet. 
Ooh. Remember the pirate planet? I do. Yeah. So this is a Douglas Adams story. Um, it's actually the first time that it's being published in the target range. Uh, James Goss is uh, writing it up for target. Um, there's going to be a reissue of Gary Russell's novelization of the TV movie. Oh, wow. Which I would honestly be half interested to read to actually see if it makes that any better. Yeah, I would I would be down to read that for sure. Right, right. Um, and then we are getting three new era novelizations. We're getting The Witch Finders. Yeah. By Und- Joy Wilkinson. Go ahead. Underrated story. A totally. Yeah. And, a, and a great story. Yes. One of my favorites last season. Oh, yeah. We're getting uh, uh, Rob Shearman's Dalek. Ooh. And we're getting the Crimson Aura oh, man. by Mark Gatiss. Oh, my goodness. The Crimson so, Aura. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I, I think overall that's a pretty impressive uh, list of books there. Yeah. I mean, Pirate Planet, heck yeah. I love the Pirate Planet. That, that was <laughs> so just a bonkers story. Yes. Witchfinders, love it. TV movie, like I said, I'll be really curious to see if – it changes my feeling about yeah. the movie itself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, now, this next bit of news dropped just today. I yeah. crammed this in here, and actually, uh, like, right after dinner, I had noticed that the there's, like, a Doctor Who production news Twitter. It's a very unofficial. It's, like, literally somebody, like, you know, hunting for news on, like, where they're filming and stuff and putting it out there actually confirmed. Right little bit of information um so actually doctor who uh will release episode specific merchandise at hot topic this season and by episode specific we mean that as soon as that episode airs like you go in the next day to hot topic they will have merchandise specific to that episode man like every week they really have to go to a hot topic every week so the thing about that is that is very cool i think it's great but the thing that i worry about is is leaks oh you know that that's that is a that's a valid concern you know i don't want like some some stock kid to open it up and take pictures and put it online right you know? yeah no 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 that makes total sense and and having both worked at bookstores before I, we know what that's like. Yes, we do. We do know um, what that's like. We do. Um, now, I I did see this Doctor Who production notes uh, Twitter account confirm later this evening um, that it's it's t-shirts basically. Oh, okay. Episode specific t-shirts. Well, that's um, that's fine. Which is yeah, totally fine. Totally fine. I think they've basically taken our Solitract plane idea mm. uh, and run with it and said, let's do it for a whole season. Yes, it sounds like uh, that's exactly what they've done. Uh, but I suppose we shall see if there is anything else that comes out with it. So we'll have we'll have we'll have reasons to run to the mall. Basically, build a bear with their Doctor Who bears yes. that start early next year, which I'm I'm still very excited for. I'm going to want one. Yeah, um, and and now having to run to Hot Topic. Well, they're usually in the same mall, so yes, should be fine. Yes, I just generally hate going to malls. Yeah, uh, ditto. Yeah. Um, now, this next story, I'm I'm actually really bummed because, again, holiday season, I'm still working, and I did not have a chance to watch this. But a Welsh school for special needs kids has produced their own Doctor Who story, and they got Sylvester McCoy to narrate it. 
Oh man, that's great. It is really awesome. Just just the whole concept behind it. Um, I love it. Um, like I said, there is a, a link in the show notes. Um, it's on the school's YouTube channel completely for free. Speaking of stuff on YouTube for free. Uh, it's it's just under 40 minutes. It's a good size story. Huh. Maybe we should. I mean, that's it. almost an episode. It, oh, that would be fun. Maybe we could maybe we could actually like plug that into our next episode. That'd be fun. Because we were just going to kind of have a uh, kind of year end thing. That might be just a fun thing to watch. Yeah. 40 minutes. We could do that. We could probably do that. We could do that. We'll, we'll talk about we'll that. We'll talk about that a little more. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So yes, um, I, I just, I, I think it's great. Just the fact that Dr. Who is one of those things where, you know, fans can do stuff like this. Um, when you've got a situation where you've got a school and it's special need kids and you get somebody like, you know, from Dr. Who, who been just donate their time basically. And then like, yeah, I'll do this with you guys. And th- th- that's awesome. Yeah. That's very cool. Very, that very is cool. so awesome. And I will absolutely, uh, watch this very soon. Again, one of those things you mean to do and it's like, Oh, Nope. Sorry. Life's getting in the way, but we have the link, go check out the link and go watch it. Um, and lastly tonight, um, well, I suppose technically second to last because there's one little plug, but we need to take a moment and recognize, uh, that, uh, Wendy Williams, who was in the Ark in space has passed at the age of 84. Yeah. Very sad. The Ark in space and a story we have yet to review. I know we haven't gotten actually. Yeah. Oh, well maybe, uh, when we come back from, uh, from season 12, that'll be our first one. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I think just, that's a great idea because it's book it, it right now. All right, sounds good. I Consider also it booked. I also just realized that we're gonna. I don't. Oh man, I'm, now that Doctor Who is gonna be during Galley, how are we gonna juggle these Galley episodes with our? Oh boy, it's gonna be. Oh yeah, it's it's just gonna be what it's gonna be. Absolutely, and that's yeah. fine. Yeah, that is fine. That's it's just how we number things. I was just be saying right. because uh, we usually ask uh, Mike to give us t- some oh, recommendations. That's true. And then we know we what can, happens can, when that can. when that happens. Ugh. We we can still ask him, and we can just be <laughs> like, "Look, we'll get to it as soon as we get through Arkham Space." Yes, absolutely. I think that's fair. And oddly enough, we're about to dive into our review of the Macra Terror. If you haven't bought the DVD yet and you are listening to this, let's say before Christmas, Merry Christmas, by yes. the way, everyone. Yes, Merry Christmas. Um, I, I was very kind of bowled over to see that BBC America is actually showing the Macra Terror on the evening of December 26th. Yeah, you know, I think Lauren told me that a little while ago, and I just forgot about it. I think it was when mm-hmm. I was trying to for, uh, get the uh, the copies of the Macro Terror, um, and then she's like, "Oh, it's just airing on the twenty sixth. And I went, eh, "That's not going to work because we want to review it before then." But yeah, and okay. thank you for my copy of the Macro Terror. Oh, you are welcome. I thank figured you very much. I figured I had to make up for the uh, for the copy of the. TV movie that you own. <laughs> I don't think it's really making up for anything. You, you've now paid for both. Yeah, true. You know, but I got to the uh, the Peter Cushing Gallic movies. So. Yes. Oh, geez, we still have one of those. To we watch. do. We Holy do. Holy moly! We'll right. get there. We'll get, we'll get there. there. We'll get there. But yes, if if you are looking at, oh man, they podcast just dropped a new episode, and I haven't seen Macro Terror yet. That's okay. Hold on to it. 
and uh, listen to us after the 26th. Yeah, it's it's weird timing. It, very weird timing. Almost, uh, can I say synchronistic? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> okay, synchronistic. Uh, hashtag hellier. Um, Heck yeah. All right, so this week we watched The Macro Terror starring Patrick Troughton as the doctor. Uh, Anarchy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Anarchy Willis as Polly, uh, Michael Craze as Ben, Fraser Hines as Jamie, and Robert Jewell as the Macra Operator. It uh, was written by Ian Stewart Black and directed by John Davies. It first aired March 11th through April 1st, 1967, uh, and then was promptly re-released, I believe, this year. Yes. Fully animated, and then as we just said, BBC America, December 26th this year, and it is the seventh story of season four, and we got some story notes brought to us by the fine folks at TARDIS Wikia. Yeah, indeed. So the Macro Terror was actually the first story to feature the lead actor's face in the opening title sequence. Uh, this obviously was a tradition that carried on to the final episode of the classic series and then returned with the episode The Snowman uh, in the New Who era. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the story takes place almost immediately after the previous story, The Moon Base, because the TARDIS crew witnessed the Macra Claw. Mm-hmm. on the time scanner in the yes. previous story. And I feel like that was something that was done more in the first and second Dr. Ayers as you get to the end of the story and yes. then, Oh, there's, you know, they just landed somewhere and Oh, there's this shadow in the bushes yes. and then it ends. And then you see, Oh, they landed into the next story. Yeah. And they, I think they would even tell you what the next story was called. Uh, yeah, they Sometimes. probably did. Yeah. So good uh, stuff. That's right. Um, so the macro, uh, return to Doctor Who 40 years later oh in a story God. that we've already reviewed called Gridlock. Uh, I didn't dig- even put this together. <laughs> really? Are you kidding me? No, I didn't. <gasps> oh my gosh, yes. Same Acra. Different planet. Pretty sure different think. planet. Uh, return to Doctor Who 40 years later in Gridlock. To date, this marks the third longest interval between consecutive appearances by a character or alien race in franchise history only overtaken by the great intelligence and Alpha Centauri. Oh, my God. I can't believe I didn't put that together. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't put it together either. That's so funny. Ugh. Oh, boy. Um, and I believe I believe this next note applies to uh, the original aired story and, and not necessarily the, the animated recreation, which I believe we both watched in the color option. Oh yeah, I've I okay. forgot there was a black and white option, but I watched it. Yeah, I was black. like, wow, two discs, and I'm like, oh, color, black and white. I'm like, oh, color, then cool. Oh yeah, uh, that makes sense because I never switched to the other disc. I was waiting for that, and it never happened. Nope, that's right. Well, the other one is black and white. There we go. Uh, so the macro scene to be in charge in the last episode is white rather than black, a scene for which the sole macro prop had to be repainted. Oh my goodness. Yep. Ugh. Yep. Um, and uh, Polly, Ben, and Jamie are all sleeping in one room during the brainwashing scene, and rather than Polly having a room of her own, uh, this was uh, a change that was made for the animated version, actually. Oh, interesting. Yep. Huh. Yep. So, and if I remember correctly, you know, obviously, they have the audio for the story, but they they don't have uh, really, I think, any bits of film that survived 
um, just some stills. Just stills. So yeah, there it. were some bits where they had to take liberties of like, well, we're we're going to do it this way. Um, and one of those was, well, here's the brainwashing scene. We're just going to put all three of them in the same room. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we'll get into it a little bit here, yeah. but I, I'd rather they take liberties because it 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 works out a little better. Totally, and and we can point to power of the Daleks for that. Yes, yes, we can. So that are all the story notes. So Taylor, you have a world famous synopsis for us. So take it away. I do, I do. Indeed, the Doctor, Polly, Ben, and Jamie find themselves on a distant Earth colony that's well, rather like something from 1984. And I don't mean that new Wonder Woman trailer. Am I right? Very good trailer. Oh, very very good trailer. <laughs> um, and can I even say the Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer? Oh, boy. Also a very good trailer. That looks like fun. Anyway, despite the musically fascist leanings of the colony, the Dr. Ooh. Jamie and Polly, no thanks to Ben for most of the story, you'll see why, discover the very crabby reason behind who really controls hey. this colony. Hey. Hey. Uh, uh, all right. The Macrater. Um, I didn't put any of my feelings uh, in the, in note form, but... Overall, I really enjoyed this this story. Um, I thought there were some parts, and we're again we're gonna get this with the with the the animated bits where there's some slow pacing, but it was nothing like. And I know we keep referencing the the power of the Daleks, but I mean that one was oof, that one was rough yeah. to get through. Yeah. Um, but this one was a lot of fun. You could tell they had a lot of fun with it. Um, the animation looked great. Mm-hmm. I thought everything they did um, directorial-wise was pretty cool. Um, and, yeah, I just overall really enjoyed this story. Yeah, I, I, I did too. I love it. And I am I am so thankful for these animated recreations, um, especially in this day and age. Um, you know, just to, to, to be able to have that story in in a format. Absolutely. You know, um, I mean, yes, you could listen to it as an audio and try to come up with visuals yourself, but it's the animation and the animators have proven themselves very capable of doing this. And, and, and I'm, I'm just, I'm thrilled to have it because this is literally not a story I would have seen in any other way, shape or form. No, absolutely not. And I, I, I just hope they continue. Did they announce the next one they're doing? They did already, right? Uh, yeah, they've. I think we've got two coming out next year. Perfect. Uh, yeah, I just just keep pumping these out. They're great. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. they you know they're old, but they feel new. Obviously, for you know not just animated reason, but also it, they are they don't have shot for shot for these, so they have to kind of figure out. They just have to go off the script, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it just feels it feels really really cool. But um, man, that this music in this was <laughs> well, and even better than that, we get a cold open. I love that. Yes, cold open, and then we get the fully animated um title sequence, which is funny because apparently this was also the first time they did that. Oh really? Okay. So the, and it's funny because it threw me off because even though I put in the color disc, it starts in black and white, and I'm like, oh, did they? Did they mess this up? Did, did I, oh, oh, there's the color. There, oh, I see what you did there, guys. Nice. Yeah. So, but in the story notes, it says that this was the first story to feature the lead actor's face in the opening. Yes. So it's funny because we actually don't have footage of that, and they had to recreate it. 
Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is is pretty funny. But yeah, um, love the title sequence. Um, I mean, we we open in the cold in the cold open. We get the um the opening shot of the TARDIS kind of floating in space, and then the slow mm-hmm. slow zoom into the light. Yeah. Oh, it's just so great. Yeah. And then the fade into the opening credits from the uh, the screen. Ugh, it's just good yeah. stuff. There's a lot of it is. great and, stuff. And they're, they're even using, like, the correct fonts for the era. I know, it's a, I'm a font snob. I get nerdy about that <laughs> kind of stuff. But I love that they're even they're, they're doing that. They're literally recreating it. They're not updating. You know, we, we don't have the 13th Doctor logo or right, anything. Right, right, right. 13th Doctor fonts on there. We, we've got the correct Second Doctor era fonts. And and I, I for one appreciate that absolutely um i mean for me i i feel like we're going to be talking about the visual effects a lot mainly because mm-hmm. it's fully animated um right i actually my first note is, is something tells me there will be, these will be most of the notes well and that's funny because mine goes being animated aren't they all visual effects <laughs> fair fair enough um <laughs> there was just a lot of cool stuff that i i noticed um, there was the the courtyard scene with the spotlights when it was like at night and they were searching for um, oh boy the escaped um, oh uh, uh, Medoc Medoc yeah they were searching for him um, and the doctor kind of comes out of the shadows that was mm-hmm. really cool and then I just liked the spotlight effect and the dark it was just great and then I mean the biggest the biggest thing for me is the the liberties they they were able to take with the with the macra because oh, yeah. because like you said they only had one prop yep but in this we got to see like the full control room of them uh, oh yeah which was, there's like what five five or six of them yeah, which was very funny if you think about it um because they're just all like in this room we get it you vape and they're all just like hanging out in this room, <laughs> pulling levers and stuff like that. I thought that was so, pretty funny. So what, what what you're saying is the macro are in there hot boxing the control room, basically. Yes, gotcha. Um, but no, it was cool to to see that. And then it like every time we saw the macro, it was great. Um, and I did love that, even though you know they they animated this in in you know this year or last year, um, it still felt like they moved like they were doctor who props does that make sense it it makes total sense yeah it it really does and and i mean i love especially with the macro like we get that that kind of first reveal kind of coming out of the shadows you get the eyes glowing yeah and you get just a little bit of the shape as it as it as it comes out um and that's you know that's that, that's not necessarily um i i imagine it takes some effort to animate that yeah right it's 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 not like moving a prop a solid object prop into the light you know it's like okay well we have to make it this dark now we have to make it a little less dark and now a little less dark and a little less dark um i'm also not an animator so i could be totally wrong on this (laughs) um um but but just putting that effort in to give that effect and to to kind of have that slower reveal with it love it i mean it it, it's still even though it was animated and not live action it was it still gave me feelings i mean i still got a reaction out of it oh yeah absolutely um just uh i I loved it everybody i love the archer animation it's just it's it's just great um oh and then the swinging doors i think when at the end when i think it's jamie when he's like oh i'm doing the dance and then i dance 
right out right. the door and it swings yes. it swings open but then when it swings back like the guards and the the chief of police are mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. i was like that's very that's very good yeah yes i know exactly what you're talking about yeah that was really well done in fact that I know it's jumping ahead a little bit, but that whole scene, and maybe we'll just wait and talk about it because I think we've got some music notes to be making. Oh, that, yes. That whole scene, I was dying. That's so funny. Oh, geez. Yeah, the the, the music was, uh, I mean, incidental music was fine. And then I, I had a, there was like a weird whale sound during part one when the, when they were in the courtyard. Yes. I was wondering, I, I couldn't quite I don't know. It was just—it was a weird sound, and I wasn't sure what was supposed to be making that. I feel like it was supposed to be the macro terror, but I'm not really sure. I don't know. Maybe that's what I kind of gathered. But the music in this is ridiculous because we are on—we <laughs> are in this factory where everyone is supposed to be upbeat and happy and happy to work, and uh, you can't do that without some sing songs. Uh, clearly holy moly the and uh, uh marching girls with the batons oh and... yes they show up twice which is very funny. yes oh um, my god these songs are insane and i love that at one point we because they are like prominent like people are having conversations but the music is still playing at a loud volume yes um which is just ugh ridiculous but i do love that the doctor makes fun of it at one point mm-hmm. but which i i mean i love patrick trout and i think that might be one of my only notes for him he's just like the he's just poking the bear it's great yeah he does it really well and i i think this is this really is a story that having watched the animated version i really wish there was some way to see the original because i would love to see like our baton squad and oh, our, yeah. our episode four cheerleading tryouts. And uh, I would love to see the live action versions of that, just to see how much they're like really kind of trying to sell it. Yeah. I mean, there might, um, there might be some stills out there, but that doesn't really mm-hmm. do too much justice. I know we have a still of the, uh, the controller. Yeah. Right and I, I know on, I was looking up some of the characters on Tart- TARDIS wiki and they do have stills uh, of the actors in, you know, from the story. Oh, great. Um, so it's not like, you know, a headshot. It's literally a screen cap of right. the original. Um, but, but I, I feel like this is, this is really um, an episode where Troughton gets to shine because he's just, um, I mean, he's, he's quietly devious, you know, he's championing kind of independent thinking, um, which I mean, this, the macro terror, just in terms of a, um, you know, don't let yourself get brainwashed, you know, think for yourself kind of thing. Just that, that whole idea is, is so prescient right now. It just, it's, we need it now more than ever. So this is actually a very relatable tale. We did it. We did it. That's how we picked this episode. Not because it was animated and it looked cool. Uh, No, (laughs) but no, yeah. The message here is, uh, yeah, it is very prominent and very uh, good for the times we are in. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, this is, this is a really, a really good Trouton story. And it's, it's really one that kind of lets him, um, I don't know, just really, really kind of be himself. Yeah. I mean, I feel like when people describe Trouton, I'm like, yes, I can see all the points you're making in this particular story. This is almost like it, this would be a good, just one-off Trouton story. Oh yeah. 
like just to get some people started if they were interested in and i mean it's you know it's newly animated so it's it's quote unquote new but also mm-hmm. you know maybe if you like trout and you watch this you go oh maybe i'll watch some of his older stuff right yeah exactly you never know you never know um <laughs> we are all happy to work song oh boy yeah that that music was something else yeah, and it's funny because I even noted at one point that the colonists have very marching band-esque outfits. Yes. Without even putting together the whole, hey, we're going to sing and we're going to dance because we got to keep up morale. No, they they like, it, and some of them uh, had like half of the band, the band uniform. Pretty and, much. And then I love that like uh, Medoc was, was the... Uh, the cool kid who ripped his sleeves off. Oh yes. Yes. That's. And of course that's what makes him, Oh, he's, he's clearly, he's crazy. He's crazy because he's the one who's taken his sleeves off. But then, but then when Ben gets brainwashed and he is literally in like shorts. Yes. And, and the band top. And the band top, but I'm like, you, did you guys not give him pants? <laughs> no. To go with those, does he have to earn those? Maybe. I don't know. He might. It wasn't. I. 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 I had some issue with Ben's outfits <laughs> yes. in this story. Uh, yes. Like, like that purple shirt. I just. I feel like was not working for him. <laughs> it's a very loud color on him, and then the whole brainwashed outfit i'm like dude jackets and shorts do not go together like that no they do not and and ben was man we'll get to ben we'll get to him (laughs) get to him in a little bit all right um i mean it's funny because it's like we have all these notes split up and it's like costume design and i'm like well they were all animated uh so (laughs) so i don't really know um set design Oh, so I only have two notes for set design. I really the, the court the courtyard at night. I mean, I just really enjoyed that scene overall. I thought it was looked cool. Um, but I think it's in part it's in part two when Ben goes to look for Polly in the I'll just call it the streets. Okay, because I'm not really sure what it is, but it looked very stylized, like like a 1980s comic book. And I loved it. Like it looked like something you'd see in an '80s comic book. Like was this the, the 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 area where they were building the new housing? Yes. Where like Medoc was hiding sometimes. Yes. Okay. Okay. I got you. I got you. It looked very cool. Interesting. Yeah. I I didn't put the comic book connection to it, but I can kind of see that. Yeah. It looked. It, I was very impressed by. it. I was like, oh, I paused it, took a look at it. I went, yeah, this. Mm-hmm. I could see this being in a an '80s comic for sure. I loved good or an early nineties, you know, sure. <laughs> um, I love the exterior look of this whole like base. Oh yeah. On the, on I the, guess it is. yeah. On the, uh, the, the, it's like on a rock bed kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like a box or something. Yeah. That looked cool. Um, uh, the underground sets, I thought, I mean, I'm going to call them sets, even though they're animated, right, you know, right, right. they looked cool as well. Um, but there was one, I, I stuck the note under directing, but this I guess this really is kind of set design. There's one spot in episode four where there's this really big wide shot from like up high. And I think it's at least the doctor and Polly like on a walkway. 
but it's supposed to just show like how expansive this area yes. is it's looking down. And I'm like, dude, this is like, I feel like they're on the death star and yeah. we're, we're looking at just how, how grand, how, how much scope this place has. Yeah. And it just thought it was a great shot or a great, uh, uh, framing of the animation. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They did. I mean, just, just overall, just an amazing job done by all. I'm trying to think yeah. if there was another room. I mean, we mentioned the control room with all the crabs. I kind yes. of, I kind of, this might be a visual effects note, but I really liked the, uh, the, the gas, the effect of the gas. I thought it looked really cool. The green poison gas. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, obviously, I mean, we've both grown up watching lots of cartoons and stuff. It's, it's when you animate clouds, whether they be clouds or clouds of gas or just what, you know, it can either look really, really cartoony mm-hmm. um, or it can look kind of uh, flat against the depth of the rest of the scene. Right. But I feel like in this, we get a good, a really good balance. You know, it, it looks three dimensional, but it's not so dense that you can't see the action. Huh. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, what I'm trying to say is they did a good job with it. Yes. Ultimately, that's what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. Uh, oh boy. Okay. These, these cast of characters we got here. Oh boy. Yeah, we do. Uh, I mean, like we talked about, uh, Troughton a little bit. Um, he's just, for me, he's like maybe a little more of the, one of the curiouser doctors. Mm -hmm. Just always seems to be with that looking around trying to figure stuff out i, I love the scene with him in the uh the chalkboard yes uh, where he he clears it off and then he goes oh if they put that formula together they would surely blow everything up and he's like clear it off <laughs> but not before giving not before scoring himself yes and ultimately oh, and giving himself 11 out of 10 11 out of 10 that was very it. very funny um loved it. um he is he is very comical in that way um but again we also see a lot of stuff that we like in our newer doctors just the oh uh, let's look at these dials oh what do these buttons do i'm gonna push these buttons even though you told me not to and then him trying to and then you know we get other characteristics of him talking to ben trying to get snap ben out of it Mm -hmm. um in a you know not a i don't think he ever actually yells at him you know in a calm manner uh very meticulous. I really like that. And for me, yep. I also just love that he used an actual screwdriver. Ah, uh, yes. I thought that was very funny. Yes, which is which is always interesting because it was the second Doctor era that that debuted the sonic screwdriver. Yeah. Um. I I loved. Um. Oh, man, I, he basically. I mean, I won't give away too much detail, but. The, the solution to all this, he basically reverses the polarity before there's even a polarity <laughs> to reverse. Right. Like he literally just switches, switches up the flow, you know, Bugs Bunny grabbing the in and out pipes and swapping them. Yes. Basically. Yeah. Um, but I, I, um, Oh my God, I'm trying to think there was a scene between him and Polly. Oh, that's right. He is trying to come up with what to do. And he literally says, Polly, go look at that dial and tell me what it says. <laughs> And it cuts to, it cuts to um, whoever is like in charge of like the underground area, and he's in front of this bank of dials and knobs and switches and everything. And Polly just kind of walks over and looks, looks at him. He looks at her, and she walks off again. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And then the doctor's like, 
okay, what does this other dial say? And she, she has to go over and do oh, it. Man. Oh, man. What, so what a bit. It, yeah, exactly. Um, I honestly don't have a lot of notes on Polly. Um, I kind of feel like she was helpful, but I don't know. It was just, I feel like she kind of got lost in the, in the shuffle a little bit. Um, a little bit. I mean, she definitely, you know, she, she looks like Polly. She's, she looks appropriately sixties. Um, I, I feel like at least in the first kind of half of it, they kind of animated her eyeliner a little heavy. Yes, I didn't know. Like her eyes almost looked a little too dark and then it softened up at some point and I went, oh, okay, that looks a little more normal. Yeah, I mean, uh, I wish I had more notes, but I mean, she she was helpful. I don't really think, um, you know, I have no negative thoughts. No, no, definitely. Um, but it's it is nice in a story that is like now fifty, almost fifty two and a half years old. Ugh. Um, I know. Think about that for a second. Um, Polly is um, she's not one to be helpless. Right. Yeah. That was, you, you know, know, yeah. She, she, she will get into the fray. She will want to help. Um, you know, she, I feel like she's got a good sense of right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of that. I, you know, I enjoy, I enjoy her as a character. And I, and I think you're right. I think, I think with a, a TARDIS team of three, we've seen it proven a few times is that there's always somebody who's not white getting the same amount of attention as everyone else right and unfortunately uh, it was Polly this time around yeah for ben i mean ben was pretty much he was all over the place this, boy was he this ben he was tackling medoc at the beginning or medoc and then uh the the giant heel turn you, uh, right yes that's exactly what it is where ben we, we, turns yeah. on his friends yep and he has the clothes easily. Yes. <laughs> um, he was ridiculous throughout this. I mean, I do love it. Is Jamie new to the team at this point? Um, fairly new. I don't remember. I mean, obviously the story before this was the moon base. Yeah. But I'm not sure if how long ago the Highlanders was at this point. I will. I will check. <clears throat> and while you check. It's kind of interesting because I feel like between Ben and Jamie, we have a very interesting contrast. We've got Ben, who is very, um, very kind of almost arrogant and cocksure. And, and he's like, um, you know, I'm going to be very judgy of all this kind of stuff. And I'm just going to charge into things. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, he proves to be completely easily like subliminal messaged into things and on the other side, we've got Jamie, who's a lot more cautious. Um, um, he, you know, he's got his pointed stick. Yes, his pointed <laughs> stick. I love it. Um, but just that more being cautious. I don't trust these people just yet. It, it just provides a nice contrast between the two of them. Absolutely. And the Highlanders was the fourth serial of this uh, of the fourth season. So okay, and this is the seventh. So yes. Fourth. So, okay, there's Highlanders and then one story and then the moon base and then this. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So he's, he's been on for a little while. Yeah, still, new. still a new, new guy, but yep. also, uh, he's the best. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, Ben, man, um, he, you know, he fully turns, he's, he's working, he's turning his friends in. 
telling his friends they should turn themselves in. Yep. I do love that after this, like five simple sentences that the uh, the hypnosis thing says to him, he knows all the rules all of a sudden. <laughs> I yeah. I just so think, there's that was funny. There's like layers in the subliminal message. There's subliminal subliminal messaging. Oh, that has the to. one sentence has like yes. an entire chapter in it. It has to. It's MK Ultra. That's what it is. Ooh. No, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it could I'm be. I'm just throwing conspiracy terms at this now. I know, I know. Uh, but, I mean, Ben ultimately figures out that, um, you know, he does it a couple of times. He and Polly see the macro, and the the, the macro almost uh, murders Polly, which was crazy. Yes. See, there's another liberty they took because I'm sure that didn't happen in the, uh, it's like, uh, flung wait. her about. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, that's obviously, I think that scene, I remember reading somewhere um, where, yeah, you know, you kind of just get this kind of real close up because it's just the prop trying yes. to hold her. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, now obviously they can do a lot more with that. Right. Um, but yeah, he he sees all this and then he goes back and says, she's lying. And it's just like, dude, come on, what's going on? Uh, but it takes him a little so, while. To so, so many things I could say about, you know, the truth staring people in the face these days and I then know. just going, no. A giant that's crab. That's A giant crab. You know, Pretty man, funny. I feel like that's just an analogy for something right yeah, now. I believe. I also just, believe. I'm just going to leave it there because I'm <laughs> trying not to go political. Yeah. Uh, giant crab. Giant crab. Let's get rid of that yeah. giant crab. Let's uh, get rid of That's right. There you go. Um, but yeah, uh, I thought Ben was, it was interesting in this and, you know, also very frustrating and annoying, but you know, that's what was supposed to, how he was supposed to come across in the end. Yeah. He comes back to us. That's right. He, he gets, he gets his redemption arc. Um, I will say the, the pilot, I, I was like, this dude is too nice and he has too many catchphrase sayings that he's got going on. And like for most of the story, I'm like, he knows everything, right? He has to know everything, but he was just an all around nice dude. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there were times when he's like, doctor, you can't do that. But he never like went totally off the rails. I feel no, no, he, he was, uh, he was quite polite. Um, but obviously the, the counterpoint to him is, is Ola. Oh goodness. Uh, I don't know why the tubby ones are always the bullies. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't think it reflects well because I'm tubby too. I'm not a bully. I don't know either. I don't know uh, what this is about. Boy, boy, oh boy. Um, yeah, our our what uh, chief of police, basically. Yes. I can't remember is. his official title. but I believe he is the chief of police, yes. Oh, boy, okay. he is uh, with guards in tow. Yes, <laughs> I like constantly. Yeah, and he is... Uh, he is, yeah, the other side of the coin for for the pilot for sure. Um, yeah, he he does not care. No, he he doesn't. He he is he has drank the Kool Aid, bought into the lie, and it will defend the lie no matter how much the truth is presented to him. Oh, absolutely. Which is exactly what the macro wants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, and then obviously the pilot gets uh removed from power and and, and <laughs> yes after he sees the giant crabs 
Oh God! Yeah, can I can I just say that the end of what was it episode was it episode three, where they're basically like we want to see uh, we want to see the controller. I'm all, okay, here's this old guy, and you've got all these crab shadows. I don't think, <laughs> um, guys, are you thinking about where your lighting is? Because now it's now it's pretty obvious yeah. that it's not just him and i just that whole scene is kind of it's strange a little bit i mean not i'm not being critical of it but just like this is a moment where it's like the truth is being shown to you and 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 the ability of some of the characters to be like oh nope everything's fine here everything's fine well it doesn't matter that the guy got drug off and you know the camera fell over I mean, Everything's fine. One of the scene, one of the stills we have is of the crab arm uh, choking the the real controller, um, and so you you wonder because it, that didn't really happen in the in the animated version. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they tried in the animated version. They're like, let's make it a little less obvious, just so it's not so ridiculous right away. Right. So I wonder if they did something with that. But yeah, that seems. That was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't even know why I have a, a note section for Barney. I just love that somebody's like, dear old Barney, they call him. I'm like, okay. All well, right. yeah, that's good. Well, it's worth having that just to point out the fact that we've got names like the pilot, Medoc, Ola, Barney, Cuesta. Cuesta. I think, I think, I think, I think I knew somebody who drove a Cuesta once. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it was a minivan. Uh, a Questa, a Ford Questa. Yeah, there you go. Um, let's get in the me doc here. My only note is that he's crazy, but he's so much more than that because he's actually not crazy. Right. Uh, mine is simply that he knows something is up, but dude, his haircut. Uh, it's funny because did you look at his the the actor's uh, picture that they have? I don't think I did, actually. It's, it's pretty dead on. <laughs> is it? Yeah. It's pretty, it's, it's pretty close. Okay. Hold on, hold on. Let me, oh, yeah. Boy, oh, boy, is it. Yeah. Boy, oh, boy. Yep. 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 Um, no, he was, he was great. I really, I really liked him as a, uh, I do love that he, anytime he was caught, they'd be like, he has something to say. And he'd be like, the doctor was just telling me to turn myself in. Oh, yeah. He's right. just always trying to make sure the doctor didn't get into trouble. Yeah, I thought that was uh, adorable. Um, but no, I mean, you know, he saw the crabs. Nobody believed him. They just kept trying. Oh, man, that room they put him in. Whoa. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the room. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's very, very disturbing. That scene. What, where, I thought I had a note about that. Where It's somewhere. But what was that? Was that episode uh, two? I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it wasn't episode two. Yeah, it was episode two because the okay. yeah, oh yeah, the room with the controller's voice strapped into that chair. Oh my goodness! Yeah, very Clockwork Orange before Clockwork Orange came along. Yeah, um, but yeah, Medoc served his purpose. R.I.P. Medoc. Uh, <laughs> he gone. He gone. Yep. Um, let's talk about the controller, <laughs> much like the Devo song. Mm-hmm. The controller. That's right. Uh, which the Aquabats did a did a did a cover of. Love me some Aquabats. Oh, me too. Ditto. 
Much ditto. Uh, obviously, this is our big brother character who is also a giant crab. Uh, uh, I love when the it's just like screaming like there's no macro. You are a liar. It's just and it's just a, a guy's face. Yep. I would actually love to see the still of the of just the person's face that they actually used. I think that would be cool. Oh, uh, yeah. Because they describe it as like, I think somebody's like, oh, very, he's very striking or something like that. Very handsome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I love that. They're like, let us see his face. And they're like, no. Like, come <laughs> on, man. All right, fine. And it's just this old guy sitting in a room and they're like, go ahead. And he's like, oh, I'm go, I'm going to talk now. And then they're like, yeah, forget it. And then they murder Yep. Um, but the voice acting was pretty cool on that. And oh, I want the tone uh, when he, you know, when he's like, "Hey, I'm I'm here now." I want that as like my text tone on my Shut phone. Up. I have that exact same note. Oh, do you? I said the alert sound from the controller would make a nice text message alert. Yes, it would. <laughs> it absolutely would. Great minds. Absolutely. Great minds. I love it. Um. I, go ahead. Uh, I'm just I'm going through all of my other like miscellaneous notes here. Um, all right, that's where I am too. Because can I just say, and I don't remember. I think it's from the the when they get all basically sentenced to work in the mines. The Danger Gang. What a great name! That's an amazing name. I love the that Danger. Is gang. the Danger Gang? That's a very good, and that's it. That's episode or part three, right? Yeah, yes, pretty sure. So part three has a great cliffhanger ending where Jamie has to deal with not only the poison gas, but the the macro as well. Yes. I'm just like, oh boy. Yes. And actually, interestingly enough, in episode three, I I can't believe I even noticed this, but here here's an effect of working in the semiconductor industry has done for me. Um, in episode three, when the doctor is looking, um, he's basically looking at this map of the pipelines and he's looking for pipelines number seven and 11. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, it suddenly clicked with me. I'm like, wait a second. That's, that's not a map of pipes. That's literally a circuit diagram. Oh, I'm like, I recognize the symbols. There's like inductors and capacitors and resistors in there. And I'm like, that's not even a map of pipes. I'm like, why is that actually a circuit diagram? Huh. I'm like, I deal with these kind of circuit diagrams at work every single day. Yeah. So I suddenly recognize, you know, these, these symbols and turns and intersections. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I know this. <laughs> I thought that was kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. That's pretty crazy. That just shows the detail. Yeah. Right. Very cool. Um, we kind of touched on the Jamie dancing scene. Oh, okay. Which yeah, is just let's... absolutely insane because he gets away from the the poison gas and the makra, and he's just now in the room where we opened uh, part one, and they're like, "Oh, who are you?" And he, oh, when he's trying to sneak past them, that was very yes. funny. And then oh he gets God. to the this door. Is my favorite scene of the story. Yeah, he gets to the door, and then it gets very quiet, and then they're like, "Oh, you must be one of the dancers. You should show us your dance." <laughs> and he just does this dance and he's like when you dance we'll just clap along to the beat and i'm like this yes. is so uncomfortable 
Yeah, did you bring your music? Uh, I don't actually have yes. it. That's okay. And I'm like, oh my God. We'll clap <laughs> along to the beat. And then I love that when he just jumps out the door. I thought that was so funny. Very that, good. Yeah. Easily my favorite part of the story. That was just the best. It also kind of ends with them kind of celebrating and then uh, that uh, somebody informing the doctor that they want him to be the next pilot. And he's oh, like, He's like, what? And then it kind of just pans no, up. They can't make me. Yeah. It kind of pans up, and then we pull out to the uh, to the whole base, and then it ends. Yep. Which is fine. Uh, it was just a, a kind of a weird ending, I thought. Uh, a little bit, but, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'd have to see the original script to see what was, what was in there, because, I mean, I could just see them being like, you know, the doctor and, and, and everybody else just like, trying to run with like the Barney rubble bongos going and like bolting back to the TARDIS and being like, we out. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't they just put uh, the original pilot back in? Uh, he didn't die. Uh, he didn't die right? No, I don't, I don't think he, don't think he, no, he's fine. The I don't know. announced that a stranger's trophy would be awarded each year in memory of that. That's right. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. The so. stranger's trophy. <laughs> That's so weird. Yep. I mean, I, whatever, I guess. They're, they're all fine now. There's no <laughs> giant grabs. Um, what, so would we, uh, you got anything, um, any other notes before we move on here? No, I don't think so. Um, uh, behind the couch scale, what do you think? What do you I, you think know, I, I, I got to tell you, you know, while, while the appearance of the Macker kind of have a nice tension to them, like I was talking about, um, honestly, I think the kids would actually really dig the animation. Yeah, I don't, it, it, it wasn't... I mean, you know, also I'm a 36 year old man and I was like, this wasn't scary, <laughs> but I, like I said, they did it in a way where it felt like they were, they animated them to move as props from the sixties. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, uh, they're not too scary. I, I thought, no, no, not at all. In fact, I mean, I, I think this would be, you know, of of the animated ones that we have so far, obviously we got Power of the Daleks, which is like what six parts. Oh yes, and, and kind of rushed. Um, we've got Shada, which is really kind of cerebral at times. Yes, I think honestly, Macro Terror. If you actually wanted to use an animated Doctor Who story to kind of introduce kids to Doctor Who, this would be a great one to do it with. Oh yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah. I really, I, really I, like I this. I have no problem with the kids watching this one, and I think they'd actually dig it. Great. Perfect. So we obviously we both recommend this. Oh, for sure. For sure. Everyone everyone, check it out uh, on BBC America, or you can get it on DVD uh, or Blu-ray, either one. Yep. Or either one of those three. Um, all right. So next time, it is our end of the decade show. Wow, Taylor. Way to... Way to put it, put a lot of pressure on us. Makes it sound like we've been around longer. Very true. Uh, but no, I mean, how long have we been doing this show? How, when was? Uh, oh, it's not. Been, it hasn't been that long. Never mind. I was like, no, it's been ten years, hasn't it? No, it just feels like that. It just, it just feels like. I, I, think, I think, I think it's been half that long. Yeah. So like five. That sounds about right. Um, so we're gonna wrap up 2019 and look forward to all of the Doctor Who goodness that will be happening when the clock strikes midnight. Not really, but around then. Uh, <laughs> very excited. Um, so yeah, look out for that. Yeah, um, I thought it would be good to have 
you know, an episode that uh, just precedes the new season slightly rather than go, what, almost three and a half weeks till we record again. Yeah, absolutely. So just, you know, a little thing to wrap out the year. I mean, think about it. We, we, a year ago, we were going, oh God, we just got through season 11. We get uh-huh. this New Year's Day special and then nothing yeah. until sometime in 2020. Yeah. And now we're just about there. We're, we're at the finish line and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what 2020 brings us. Hell yeah. So. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at Blue Box UFO. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Just search Podcastica. Rate and review us as well. Uh, we are also on SoundCloud. That's soundcloud.com slash the NOTLG. Head on over to NOTLG.spreadshirt.com. Buy yourself a sweatshirt. It's getting cold, people. Oh boy, we are already into the low 40s tonight. Yeah, we've, uh, you know, get yourself some NOTLG merchandise, some Podcastica merchandise. That would be great. If you don't feel like, if you feel like me, you ha- already have too many articles of clothing. And even when you get rid of them, so there's still more somehow. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> if you, if you want to donate to us monetarily, uh, patreon.com slash NOTLG. We appreciate anything anyone can give us to help this train keep a moving all night long, much like that Aerosmith song. (laughs) Speaking of music, these are all off the top of my head. Speaking of music, uh, the Y-Axis, they support us. So why not us support them? Twitter.com slash the Y-Axis, Facebook.com slash the Y-Axis, the Y-Axis.bandcamp.com, and they, like us, are also on Spotify. So... Join us again next time for our end of the decade show. And we will talk to you guys then. See ya. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. (laughs) See ya. Bye. Boom. Hit that record button.